This podcast was brought to you by Optus Stadium. Now taking orders for your next breakfast or lunch meeting. Good afternoon and welcome to At Close of Business, a daily podcast hosted by Business News. As Managing Director of one of Western Australia's largest private companies, Dale Alcock provides a good barometer for business conditions throughout WA. On today's episode of Our Close of Business, here Senior Editor Mark Byer discuss how Dale Alcock is shaping his business for the future, from new directors at the top to apprentices at the bottom. But first, here's the news you need to know today. State government regulators have commenced an investigation into the death of a 52-year-old maintenance worker at the Sino-Iron project in the Pilbara. Citic Pacific Mining confirmed the death, saying it was a result of injuries sustained from an apparent fall at the site last Friday. The man is understood to be from Queensland, an employee of Perth-based contractor Caradal Group. Two GoFundMe pages have since been launched to support the man's family. Citic said the fatal incident occurred at a stockpile shed within the concentrator precinct. The man was treated by paramedics at the scene and transported to Caratha Health Campus in a critical condition. Department of Mines, Industry Regulation and Safety Acting Director of Mine Safety Sally North said Perth-based inspectors travelled to the scene of the incident on Saturday and left on Sunday. Police forensics officers also attended the site as part of the investigation. The death was the first workplace-related fatality in WA in the current financial year. The number of workplace-related deaths in WA has averaged 16.5 per year over the past decade, with the mining sector averaging 2.6 deaths per year. And state-owned water corporation posted an $876 million surplus in the year to June, four years after regulators recommended big cuts to its prices. Water Corporation's surplus was up 8% on the previous financial year, according to the company's annual report released this week. That rise was driven by a 34% increase in developer contributions to $206 million and a $28 million rise in operating subsidies to $469 million Service and volume charges amounted to nearly $2.2 billion, broadly unchanged in a year when the government sought to keep utility prices steady in response to COVID-19. And the state government has handed over 5,000 square metres of Crown land in Swanbourne to facilitate the development of a $25 million children's hospice. For more than a year, Perth Children's Hospital Foundation has been progressing plans to build the state's first children's hospice, which will include seven bedrooms, three family suites, communal dining and activity areas, a hydrotherapy pool, therapy rooms and a community garden. In a search spanning Perth's western suburbs, the foundation identified Allen Park in Swanbourne as the preferred location, a decision which drew the ire of a small section of the community and some members of the City of Netherlands Council. But the state government has backed the plan, partnering with the foundation to deliver the project and allocating $3.8 million to assist with its design and construction. That support was confirmed late yesterday after Premier Mark McGowan confirmed the state government had transferred ownership 
ownership of the land to the Child and Adolescent Health Service. He said Swanbourne was the ideal location for the facility, surrounded by nature and close to the ocean. The costs associated with the construction of the facility and its fit-out will be borne by the foundation, while the service will be responsible for governance, management and ongoing operational costs. The foundation hopes to begin construction of the facility early next year in order to ensure it's operational by early 2024, but a development application for the proposal has not yet been formally lodged. We'll be right back. I have vivid memories, Mark, of uh, when my family was building their home in Coburn about 10 years ago and looking around at show homes and seeing the Dale Alcock sign everywhere I went. And uh, Dale Alcock's name was ubiquitous for quite a few years there, but I haven't read much from him in recent years. He's graced the cover of our latest edition. Can you tell me what prompted the conversation with Mr Alcock? Yeah, thanks, Jordan. Look, Dale is, uh, heads up, one of the biggest housing construction companies in Western Australia, um, ABN Group. Um, they've got about 20 operating subsidiaries, primarily in housing construction, but also commercial construction. I had a good sit down with Dale and we talked about a lot of the developments that have been happening in his business and in his career more broadly, uh, as well as being managing director of ABN Group, president of the Fremantle Dockers. Um, and he's got that role for a couple more years. Um, and like, like myself, he's a big fan, keen for more success. Uh, he's also a lead investor in an international motor racing team. Uh, Callan Williams is a young Perth guy who's now racing in Europe and aspiring to be the next Formula One driver. Uh, and Dale's been very focused also recently on development of a new headquarters for his group in Leaderville. And in a way that illustrates the scale of the business that he's built up. He's got about 900 staff operating from there. Um, and that's about half the group's total staffing complement. Uh, they've also got a, a big ground floor showroom, similar to what BGC has done. This is sort of a new trend about trying to introduce customers to all the different options that are available to them. Um, so look, it was a really good catch up um, about Dale and his business. Mm, and I've been past that shiny new office on Vincent Street in Leaderville when I go to the movies on Friday night. Uh, it seems to typify the growth that ABN Group has been through in recent years. Can you tell me a bit more about that? The last year in particular has been extraordinary for the housing construction industry. And it's all been driven by, well, overwhelmingly by state and federal government stimulus measures post-COVID. Yeah, there had been that fear. You know, so it's almost ironic to reflect on it now, uh, but there was that fear... March, April last year, that we were going to slide into a, a deep recession. Mm -hmm. uh, government threw huge amounts of stimulus at all sorts of industries, but particularly housing construction. Now they've got to the point where, well, in ABN Group's case, total number of housing starts in Western Australia last year was double the number they did the previous year. It grew to about uh, three, just over 3,000. Um, and their Victorian business, but they're, they're also a very substantial player, they had 28% growth there off a much more solid base. And in a WA context, that doubling last year followed five years of declining activity. So as Dale said, um, he described it as the most difficult constrained market that he's experienced. And he says it's like the industry's had two giant sugar hits 
from government and everything's gone a bit crazy now. So the big challenge is dealing with it. And one of his big responses is cranking up their apprenticeship training program. They've always been a very substantial investor in apprenticeships. Um, the numbers had tapered off with that decline in activity in WA, but they're looking to get a lot more people involved now. Keen also to get more women involved. Um, that's been part of it for a while, but also a concerted effort to get more Aboriginal people um, involved in their apprenticeship training program, uh, which you know, he sees as it's, it's a good thing to do from a social perspective, um, but it's also reflecting the fact that the industry is looking to get you know, good staff from wherever they can get them. And on the corporate side, Mr Alcox looking to put a board together, is he not? Well, look, this is a significant change that Dale spoke to me about. Um, now, he owns the business outright. Um, just for a bit of history, um, you know, his background was as a, an apprentice. Um, you know, he was working the tools. He came in as an owner with uh, backing from Gary Brown Neves. Dale subsequently bought out um, Gary and other people who'd been in the business, so he owns the business outright now. He's got a big management team around him for a business of that scale. But the next step is to appoint some non-executive directors. Um, initially, it'll be an advisory board, uh, but he wants to move to a fully-fledged board of directors. And he's talked about the transition for his own career, where he sees himself going from managing director to executive chairman, and then into a, a non-executive chairman role as he moves into his 60s and beyond. Um, so yeah, a significant sort of shift in the governance structure for what is one of Western Australia's largest private businesses. It's a fascinating read, Mark, and even as a hardened West Coast partisan, it was interesting to hear his uh, hopes for the Fremantle Dockers to finally get a flag and uh, hear his other passions in life too. So, Mark, thank you so much for your time today. Pleasure. We understand that business relies on being informed. That's why Business News is your most reliable source of news, industry insights and business connections. To stay fully informed, we encourage you to subscribe to our emails, flick through our magazine and visit businessnews.com.au for daily news updates. It's the best way to ensure you have the information you need to be future ready. Business News. More news, more insights, more connections. This podcast was brought to you by Optus Stadium. Now taking orders for your next breakfast or lunch meeting. If you like what you've heard, head to our Spotify page to like and subscribe. New episodes of At Close of Business are available every day in time for our afternoon wrap. I'm Jordan Murray. See you tomorrow.